Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. I have a soliloquy that I want to do, but before I do that, of course, I got to salute all my people. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Brian Miner, welcome aboard. Michael Rutnan, how you doing, my brother? Let's see. Paul Fleming says I'm checking in from ATL. And, of course, one and only Yvette, Avery Herod. Afternoon, PDR Posse, she says... ATL checking in again. Michael Rudden, how are you doing today? Bruce Pollard says, watching from Twitch. There you go, my brother. All right, let's go ahead and start with, oh, my God, Mr. Rudnan. I have a lot to show today, and you give me a, well, let's, let's do some speed reading here because you always have good stuff. Let's get busy. Jan 6 committee lays out potential criminal charges against Trump in a court filing. The panel said there was, not a, there was enough evidence to suggest that the former president might be engaged in a criminal conspiracy as he fought to remain in office. The evidence gathered by the committee provides at minimum a good faith basis for concluding that President Trump has violated the obstruction count. The filing written by Douglas and Letter, the general counsel of the House said, adding, the select committee also has a good faith basis for concluding that the president and members of his campaign engaged in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States. Continue reading at the link provided by good old senior Michael Rudden. Second one, methane ultra emitters offer oil gas industry quick significant way to reduce climate footprint. Using satellite data from 2019 and 2020, a team of French and U.S. researchers created the first systemic, a systematic estimate of large methane leaks that can only be seen from space. They detected about 1,800 so-called ultra-emitters over the two years, of which roughly 1,200 came from oil and gas facilities. These high-emitting events, which are normally undetectable and not accounted for in national greenhouse gas inventories, represented as much as 12% of global methane emissions from the oil and gas industry, according to their studies, unless fossil fuel corporations are heavily regulated, not only lightly refined for their emissions, but imprisoned for ecocide, they are not going to do anything to prevent the damage. I agree with you 100%. Ukraine offers Russian soldiers compensation if they surrender. Any Russian soldiers who surrender merely needs to say million, and they get asylum in Ukraine along with 5 million rubles or about 40,000 US dollars. So many Russian soldiers are conscripts who were forced into military service. I see this measure as being extremely effective at taking more Russian soldiers off the Ukrainian battlefield than bullets and bombs will, and a bonus will be demoralizing to the Russian military and Putin. Wow, that's a good thing. I wonder if it's going to work. I mean, I would love to see that. One million flee Ukraine as, as Russian assaults hit key cities of Kharkiv and Kherson and fuels exodus. The conflict has set off a growing humanitarian crisis in Europe and left those who have remained on Ukraine facing an intensifying assault for their airs and ground. We need to start taking in some of these refugees as well. I agree. Mich uh, Michael Rudnan also says many non-white refugees fleeing Ukraine caught in limbo at borders amid reports of discrimination. The UN's refugee ag agency acknowledged instances of discrimination. Your treatment as a refugee directly proportional to your hue. Thank you for, for giving me credit for my statement of a few months ago, but it's so true. It is so true, your treatment as a refugee is directly proportional to your hue. Unfortunately, it doesn't only come with refugee. I'm writing the story of my, of my professional career starting from college all the way into uh, corporate America, right into forming my own business, dealing with banks, etc. And some of the things that I'm going to have in there is going to be fascinating. Again, I have a big smile on my face, but the tribulations that many of us have to go through with a smile, you would not imagine. Lastly, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders uh, responds with a flat-out no after being asked if he shares Biden's optimism about the future of America. We Americans are an optimistic people, but sometimes we just have to face reality. There's a lack of action from Congress on a number of fronts where action is absolutely required. Corporate corruption of our government, global warming, infrastructure investment for renewable energy, living wages, universal health care, student loans comes to mind. And failing to do so will lead to dismal future. While all eyes are on Russia-Ukraine conflict, we can't let go the bigger picture that needs people. And that is so true. I mean, th that is so true. We can't take our heads off the ball. Like, Berta, if you're able to put this one on the screen, I'll put it up later. I got a whole lot to go through, and I wanted to read all of your stuff. Good day, good solar, according to Bruce Prollard. Let's see who else we have visiting while I read all of that. We have Michael Rennes says, can someone repeat this, Eric, for me? Electric vehicle owners to the world, going green is not as scary as you think. Fuel the electricity uh, to drive 15,000 miles per year. 
in a compact electric vehicle costs less than $546, while the amount of gas required costs over $1,200. If you take a look at it, man, it's actually much worse than that, especially with what they intend to do. Alistair Waters, Carl Cox, welcome aboard. Never fear, Carl Cox is here, he says. Um, let's see who else we got. Alistair Waters, welcome aboard. Roberto Luis, saludos, mi hermano. You got to watch uh, Kubash, uh, Roberto, the, the councilman. I tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to go ahead and play the councilman first because it deals with bail bonds. And guess who's going to be happy? Eric Hayes, you finally got your wish. You talk about bail bonds in Houston all of the times. Egberto bail bonds. Egberto bail bonds. Egberto bail bonds. You know what? I listen to my peeps. And you all are my peeps. Left, right, in the middle, and everywhere. So I went and I got the guy who was once a bail bondsman and probably still is. Who knows? He probably has investments there. And he's a councilman. And I disagree with this bail bond issue that we're talking about. And you're going to see a good, decent, uh, a decent conversation. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant. Uh, Melanie Keaton, welcome aboard as well. A good, decent conversation. Let's get busy with El Senor uh, Michael Kubash, who's a Houston City Councilman. I told you guys I was going to talk to him yesterday, and here he is, ahorita mismo. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. Today we have a, a councilman, a Houston councilman, uh, Michael Kubash. As you guys know, there's been a, a what seemed to have been a, a crime wave that's been played up a whole lot in Houston, Texas. And what we want to do is discuss some of the genesis of the problem, some of the solutions to the problem, and what one might believe is the problem. So welcome aboard Politics Done Right, Councilman Michael Kubash. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. And hopefully we can clarify all this in the minds of the, the uh citizens out there about what the real problem is okay let's let, let's first define what's the real problem as you see it the problem is as i see it is the judges are not considering the habitual criminal history of these defendants and releasing them on free or low bonds and they're going back out in the community and they're murdering people now there's a lot of other issues that deal with misdemeanors but i'm just now talking about felony cases misdemeanor cases they're letting them out uh on a free bond most of the cases get out for free or a very low bond uh dwi is now ten dollars to get out or a hundred dollars where it used to be a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars now the problem is is when there's no accountability there's no responsibility the bail system and i used to be a part of it for 27 years is a proven system of accountability where the person who is bonded out is responsible to somebody in their family, their employer, somebody who signed or co-signed the bond, holding them also accountable as well as the defendant. Right now, there's nobody accountable except the defendant. And if he doesn't show up, so what? He, he, it may never, his case may never get adjudicated. Okay, so your contention is that uh, if somebody has skin, I think, I think you are from the, the, the trend, the thought process that says, if somebody has skin in a the game, they're likely to behave differently if they put money. I would think that a habitual criminal, whether they, th there's money in the game or not, it's not their habitual criminal, correct? Well, I didn't really understand that question, but I can tell you this. We have a proven system of accountability, the, the cash bail system, as they like to call it, where you have a surety. I, I never bonded anybody out of jail who paid me to bond them out. It was always a family member a friend, a relative, a mother, a dad, an employer, a priest, a minister. And, and they bonded this person out. And I put my finger on them and said, you're responsible. Here's the documents you signed. They're going to have to go to court. If they don't, you and I are going to be up late at night drinking coffee, looking for this individual. And so the family had accountability. Many of them had to put up collateral, their home, their cars. And so it, it would not that we wanted their cars, not that we that we wanted their jewelry, but by having their jewelry, having their car titles, the, it put pressure on the defendant to show up because mama may lose her wedding ring. Mama may lose her car. So consequently, right now that doesn't exist. It, it I don't know of any misdemeanor cases where anybody has to pay hardly anything to get out during the hurricane harvey one guy was arrested five times for looting and each time he was released 
to go back and loot again. Eventually, he never went to court. His case was never adjudicated. I don't know where he's at now. But if he crossed state lines, they would never go after him on a, on a misdemeanor case. Let me ask you a question. Are the judges following the laws? Yes or no? That's a simple question. The, the, yes, they, okay. they are okay. following the, the, the law. The judges are, and, and the, the judges are following the law. And the law was written where again? Well, the law is in the state of Texas. Okay, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Look, I mean, I remember I, I, I love to have conversation as long as everybody gets a chance to say the piece that they want to say. The laws, of, the bail laws were written in, uh, in the state of Texas by Congress, by our state legislature. So they're the ones responsible for the laws being effected and executed by the judges who were ever in Texas, correct? That's well, a simple question. But, but no, judges don't have to follow the law. They yeah, exactly. do judges do ha judges do have to follow the law. They have discretion, is what you want to say, though. They do yeah, have discretion because there is legislative. There's a discretion. separation between the legislature, the yes. judiciary, and the executive. So, so they 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 can ignore some of the recommendations. I look at the statute as recommendations to the but judges not, that they just simply don't follow. Mr. Uh, Councilman Kubash, there is a law. And these judges are following the law. The question that, and I think if we're looking for accountability, and I, I want you, you know, we believe in accountability. Everyone should have accountability. The people who write the laws are our state, the people who run our state government. As such, as the state government writing the laws, we also know that the bails bond people support many of these people who are writing the laws. Is that correct? Yes, yes or no? That is correct. That's correct. Therefore, we have a bond issue, sir. You're absolutely correct. We have some judges that are maybe release people that they shouldn't release, but they don't know that they shouldn't, and they do release them. Agreed. I think we can postulate. Both of us can postulate that. But thirdly, we are making... Uh, uh, we, are, we are trying to effect policy today. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong or right. We are trying to effect policy today based on the false notion that there is a huge increase in crime wave based on people being released on bond. Isn't it true that it's only 2% recidivism with bond releases? True or false? That's false. Tell me what it is. I don't have the exact number. But I, I do. That's and that's the number, sir. The number is 2%. There's, I mean, 2%. the reason I asked okay. you, you had the number is 2%. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that point with you. And that's good. Thank, I appreciate that. But secondly, sir, um, it's not only 2%, but there has not been a marginal increase in the crime rate. In fact, the total crime rate in Houston has actually dropped. Correct? The reporting of crime has no, dropped. No, no. Crime again, hasn't again, we only work with numbers. Isn't it true that the crime tell, rate in Houston you, you has dropped? You sound decreased? like Mayor Turner. You tell the story you want to tell. No, 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 sir. No, sir, sir. I, I, you're, we are together. We, are to, we, we want no, we we're want not, a we're safe not, Houston. We're not together on this at all. We no, want no, a safe not. Houston. We want now, a safe now, Houston. Now, that's a fact. Both of us want that. What I yeah. don't want, and I want you to explain to me, what I don't want is a system that favors those with capital. In other words, here's what you told me, and I, I gave you extensive amount of time to speak, and I didn't interrupt you or anything of that nature. I made you speak. You gave your impression of people having responsibility for bonds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. True? Now, here's the deal. If we were to change these laws, and I wish they did in Texas, the legislature that says, Lock them up, those people with X, Y, Z things. In other words, our Texas legislature is responsible for writing these laws. If you want these people locked up, write it into law. Put the responsibility on the people who write the laws. Now, that said, when you give discretion to a judge, you open the political game. In other words, what you open up for is for uh, somebody to say, the activists like others would come out and say, well, look. If John Peter is from, the, from a poor family and John Amos is from a rich family, it doesn't matter how much money the judge says they have to pay. John Amos, from the fact that he is wealthy, whether he's a good guy or not, can get out on bond. True?
That's a that's a simple question. When you say John Amos can get out on bond, on what type of a charge? On any charge that the state legislature has put that there's a bond that can be offered to for this particular crime. But but they have written in the law that they must consider the the defendants uh, who this defendant is, his state of mind. Sure. Does he have? Is he likely to reoffend? Is he a danger to the public? To I society? agree. Yeah, I mean, those all subjective things, terms, right? Yeah, th those. But, but the judge still doesn't have to doesn't have to uh, to follow. Uh, many of the times, the, the district attorney has asked for a no bond, and the defendant was released on free bonds, where they gave him two PR bonds. The the the, the person that killed Rosalie Cook, the eighty year old a senior, had been twenty two misdemeanor convictions. Uh, nine felony convictions. He, and he, he should was, be locked up. He should well, be locked up. But, but the judge, a, a Republican judge, not a Democratic judge. Doesn't matter. Did I mention the word judge. Republican or Democrat here? But I'm, I'm telling you that he he gave the uh, he gave him a five thousand dollar PR bond and a fifteen thousand dollar PR bond and then waived the fees on the PR bonds because I think it's a three percent fee. Right. And, and let him out. 20 days later, he found Rosalie Cook coming out of a Walgreens and he killed her. And, and his son said, her son said, look, he could have just pushed mama down. Mama couldn't have got up. He didn't have to kill her, but there, he stabbed her in the chest and killed her. You know, all of that is, sir, uh, Mr. Uh, or Councilman Kabash, I want to be respectful. All of that is right. And I'm with you there. Those are, these are. I, I just want the public to be safe. And, and I, I want and, the judges. And let me to tell be, you how you make the that. public safe. And, and, and then let's talk about it. Because I hear a lot of people really getting on these judges. And it really upsets me. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very pragmatic, very independent activist journalist. Well, and some of them got voted out yesterday. You know that. Yes, I know a whole lot of them did, and I think <laughs> unwarranted. Let me and let me tell you what I mean by that. Well, me, I'm glad they're gone. Let me tell you what I mean by that, sir. Okay, because here's my fear. Remember what we said: two percent recidivism is what we have. So there are some otherwise people that really would do well and have a break with the bond that judges are going to be fearful to give because of uh, of a because of this political thing we put around making most Houston Houstonians believe that the crime wave is going out of control so much crazier than it used to be. Here's what I want to ask you, sir. The reason why there are so many guns on the streets right now is anybody can have a gun in a car. So we have the wild, wild west in Houston, true? Anybody can have a gun. And we have a lot more of these people who get pissed off in a car and shoot each other, right? But I don't, I don't know that everybody's got a gun. No, but what but I'm saying I is now that we, if they do have one. Now we have an increase in guns that anybody can get without a license. And we have- You don't have shoot. to have a license. You and don't you can carry it with you without a permit. There you go. And what it means now is we, and how comes we don't attribute all the new shootouts with these new laws that goes ahead and have the wild, wild west in Texas? It's simple. More as soon as we got these increase in guns in the streets, a lot more shooting started to occur. That number is quantifiable. How comes we don't? How comes we don't raise hell about that? Do we care about people? So let's raise hell about having all these guns with kids, 18, 19 year olds with guns now. Why don't we raise hell about that? And the other thing that I want to ask you about, Councilman, because you are one of good, you're a good councilman. I, I know you. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Why okay. don't we? really go to the genesis of the of the crime problem in this city in this state in this country you are a politician you can do something about it tell me why don't we actually give the type of policies within communities that prevent these things from happening well you know what causes it yes you know we, 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 we can we can we can imprison somebody and it costs us more to put somebody in, in prison than it does to send them to Harvard University. For, That's why I love for, you, because you know the solution. You know the solution. I, I, yeah. It's education. And we you have know to the give solution, them an opportunity. Sir. That's why I talked to uh, Millard House, our new superintendent, about putting uh, uh, the vocational training back in our schools. They took it out. And, and and some people don't want to be doctors. Some people right. don't want to be lawyers. They they want to be mechanics. They want to work with their hands. They they want to be carpenters. They they want to learn skills. Why not? 
uh, uh, skilled positions. I hire people all the time that have skills. Councilman, you are putting on a roof or, 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 or working on plumbing or, or electrical. We got to have skilled people. Councilman, and, and you're if, so right. And, and, and unless we invest in that, we're going to continue to see more of, of what we don't like. And that if a man's got a job, if, if he can take care of his family, he don't have time to go out and rob and steal. Amen. Councilman, cut. you believe what I believe. And I know that when we look at things from a humane point of view, when we look at humanity, we have a tendency to come up with the same answers. So you know what's causing the problems out there. Yes, we have these killers that we need to get off the streets. Yes, we had some few killers that got laid, laid uh, that got put down bad i mean put put out back into the streets that shouldn't have there's a few of that but i wish we wouldn't turn it into a political issue and i wish we would go out there and like you said councilman which you are absolutely right i agree with you we need to start working on education and not just trying to make these things into political issues from kindergarten on amen brother amen not 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 don't wait until you get out of high school when they can't even read yet get do it at kindergarten on where where well, they have an opportunity to learn to read and and to understand, and, and we need to teach them. Uh, we need to teach them how to be self sufficient. Mr. Some Michael, these, Councilman some Michael, some kids don't on. eat unless they come to school. They yeah. don't have that. They, they didn't have food at home. We we have to provide for them. If you don't eat, you're not going to learn. Councilman Kubash, you know the answers, and you know what? There are a lot of people who know the answers, and it behooves me. Why more of us don't do what's necessary to get the job done? Because you know it. You know the community. You know that we can solve a lot of the crime problems by just doing things right. And it's not a, I, I, what I would like from a, from a moral person like you is to get off the bond bandwagon and get onto a bandwagon. No, I'm serious. And get onto a, band, get onto a bandwagon that solves problems. This bond Thanks. issue is not solving problems. This bond issue is getting Texans against each other. It's getting Texas pissed off at people they, that they shouldn't be pissed off. And the people that they need to be pissed off are the people who hold the strings to government. Example, we need to make sure these people have good health care. We need to make sure all these people are well taken care of. Why the hell not do it, Councilman? I, I agree. And you got to remember that about 96% of the wealth is controlled by about 6% of the population or less. Somebody said two. And 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 we we we've got to do better to help our people. Mister, I mean, I mean, we we've got to do better. Councilman, you're you're a good man. Look, you're a good man, and let me tell you something. And you know, you know, you know what needs to be done. And what I implore to all politicians of every stripe, whether Democrat, Republican, Independent, or whatever, drop the drop these notions about gotcha points. And let's work for the community. And I know you're willing to do that as well, sir. Well, I, I would hope that the judges would consider the violent criminal history. Listen to what the DA says and and and, uh, and work on trying to get these people some help. Don't don't release the mentally ill. You know, uh, Judge Hildalgo built a built a, a a a hospital over there at NRG. Why not? Why not? Use and then they tore it down. Nobody ever got treated. Why not? Why not use it to help the people that needed help to, to bring, bring people in? Look, sir, bring people into the from the community into these solutions that you have as well. Work together with the with the leaders, and I and and we'll get things done. We just have to get out of this. We just have to get out of this morass that we're in right now and work well, together. Good people working I, with good people. Well, I, that's why years ago I was. I had two foster group homes. I had 47 foster children, two foster group homes. I, I adopted a child. I had six living in my own home. And, and unless you are caring about people of all races, of all, of all ages, you got to help people. People are needing somebody to love them. Michael, councilman, Michael Kubash, <laughs> a good man, somebody that's going to drop this darn, uh, this issue about the bond thing because you are much better than that thank you so kindly for having been on politics done right thank you for having me agoberto we right folks i hope you enjoyed that i i like the congressman he's a he's a good conservative himself but i told him off channel i said look you have a, there are so many people with good hearts if they'll get rid of their ideology 
and start working with what they believe in, their humanity. Think about all the great things we would be able to do as a society. Anyhow, let's see what we have to say here. Eric, I'm not going to repeat all the stuff that you're talking about because you're simply singing past Dixie, but I, I, you, you wanted to talk bonds, brother Eric? I brought the bondman on himself, and at the end of the conversation, for the most part, you notice we left in agreement. That is how we talk about talking to people. That is how we come to some modicum of, uh, of understanding among people. Anyhow, May Wood, welcome aboard. I saw some other people drop in that I didn't salute before. I think uh, uh, senori, Senora Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, Michael Rudden has some good commentary. I'm not going to read them right now because we're up for time. But take a look at what else he had to say in there. Um, let me jump down. Michael Rudden says, policies to end child poverty and child hunger. Yes, please. I agree with that, brother. Lee Grant says, someone might be cautious about going into the trades when they can reasonably believe the, don't know what you're saying, or finishing their brother. Roberto Lewis says, my point is, a bond is allowing you to continue uh, to do continued problem of danger. Uh, we'll talk about that. Good interview. Eric Hayes liked my interview. If Eric Hayes liked my interview, it must have been good. Peggy Lopez says, elected judges look at financial positions of those in front of them using the bank balance as the gauge for potential balance more than do less more dollars, less balance. It's not always true. Courtney, the SLP, said, Berto, you were telling the truth and backing it up with facts. Muchisima gracias, Courtney, the SLP. And May Wood says, I guess it did it. I tell you what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to play. I, I was on act.tv with uh, Juliana Forlano. Look her up. Look up Juliana Forlano and please follow her. And when you follow her, just say, hey, Egberto, say you're a good person to follow because you're going to give us the politics in a way that's nice and easy to absorb and not always as pessimistic or not always as straight like Egberto. So check out Juliana Forlano. And that's actually her candle, Juliana Forlano. But I was on her show. Check it out. And I just took some excerpts out having to do with, um, well, let me, let, let me stage it. I went on to the Juliana Forlano show to discuss several issues, and one of the major issues we discussed was the pathetic state of the Texas, uh, Texas government, meaning Greg Abbott, and he's running again, and we went through the, the, the draconian laws that he passed. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Greg Abbott is also uh, the governor who signed into law one of the nation's strictest abortion measures. Okay. I mentioned it earlier, banning procedure as early as six weeks into a pregnancy. Do you want to comment on what that is doing to Texans? Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing. Texans right now, they're going, they're going north, they're going south. Well, if you live in South Texas, you're going to Mexico, Mexico. If you live in, anywhere in the middle of Texas, you're kind of hosed, right? So you have to either go up north or, or whatever. But what this is, 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 let's call it what it is, right? It is an abortion bill for which rich women. Because what, what it turns out to be is that we don't want to show our measly Texans that abortion is okay. But the wealthy ones, the ones who have kids in these wealthy schools, if they get knocked up, they can go ahead and fly somewhere, do it in secret in New York or do it in secret in where you are, Connecticut or one of these states or Mexico, and then come back to the States. But the poor folk, the ones where abortion is an economical issue, because remember, as a woman, and I, I shouldn't be speaking, you're a woman, you know what I'm talking I about. Can, you're just about to say, yeah, but I, go it's ahead. It's an economic <laughs> issue. Yes. So therefore, we have to realize that once we deny some sort of woman's control of her own body, we're inflicting pain on her own personal economy. Mm -hmm. Is that right? You tell me. Or, we're, uh, you know, a lot of women do not want to bear a child into poverty. Why would you want to bear a child that they, you then have to watch suffer? The government doesn't support the children. They don't support. I mean, they're trying to rip away public education. They're trying to rip away any kind of uh, food assistance, electrical assistance. They can just freeze in the storm, but you can't have an abortion. It's insane. It's, it, it is crazy, but that's what we have in Texas. I think Greg Abbott is just positioning himself for a presidential bid. Your thoughts? Yes, he is. But I, I have to ask the question is, um, are these, you know, we always talk about these guys not being necessarily as smart as they think they are. <laughs> the country is not going in that direction as far as these draconian type of laws. I hope I, to God not. 
No, it's not. It, it really is. The isn't. interesting thing is he's not going to CPAC, which apparently is only for crazies and Trumpites now. And, and you know, uh, yes. shamans, QAnon shamans are going to that thing. <laughs> it used to be fairly serious, conservative think tank, uh, you know, gathering of, of people I don't agree with when now it's just for nuts and he's not going. So I'm seeing that as him signaling that he's positioning himself as like a regular Republican while at home, he can still show his creds for trying to cut abortion as much as possible, trying to, you know, cut, um, trying to deregulate the utilities, trying to, uh, you know, do these, these, the uh, go against the trans kids and, and, and all the other stuff we just discussed. Your thoughts? Your, let me let me just put it this way, because I'm going to throw that back at you. That's the importance of your show, right? Because <laughs> we won't allow them to do that. You're absolutely right. What you just said was a perfect answer, right? In other words, let's kind of look normal to everybody else. And in Texas, where we control how people can vote, we will let them do as they please. But Juliana says something else. You're going to be on my show. And not only that, we're going to make sure that the rest of America find out who you really are. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of independent media. Because whereas others are going to cover things superficially, baby, you're going to do, you're going to get down into the gutter with those guys and say, uh-uh, you're not getting away with that. Most Texans do not support all of this, but unlike other states, you know, everybody talk about voter suppression in Texas. First of all, voter suppression is real because they make it difficult. They don't do it in the olden days that we did with Jim Crow or anything. They just make it difficult. I am take, I'm here in DC for a while taking care of my daughter who had, uh, uh, who had a stroke. And interestingly, oh. we registered to vote. Both I'm of sorry. us did. We read, uh, thank you. We both registered to vote. And in little letters, they said, after you fax your app in, you still have to mail it in. It must get here within four days. Mm. So an experienced voter like myself, trying to vote, they make it difficult. They make it difficult that you, if you have a Texas uh, school ID, you can't use that to, as an ID. But if you have a gun permit, you can do it. Well, well that get is your gun permit. Right. But it's funny because <laughs> most ridiculous. progressives, a lot of them won't spend the time on gun permits, but we do know conservatives love their guns. So yeah. that's another way of, 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 of making sure that you have a certain type of people voting. It's and like death by a thousand cuts. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Thanks that for bringing that up. That's a magic away. word that you just said. Death by a magic. About, death by a thousand, uh, cuts. a thousand cuts. That's it. Exactly right. It's so disgusting what Abbott is doing. Let's remind everyone who Greg Abbott is and what he's done in the past. I actually brought up a little while ago that it was Greg Abbott who caused Texans to be ripped off during the Texas electric oh, grid God. failure. Talk yes. about that. Well, let me tell you, because yesterday, and it's it's amazing that, that we planned to have me on today, long time ago, but yesterday, something great happened. The person who run ERCOT, ERCOT is the ones that control all the electrical distribution in Texas. You know, in Texas, we got to do things ourselves. We are big, bad, and ugly, right? Well, actually, <laughs> big, bad, and pretty. We do everything ourselves. So we run the grid. Everybody else is on a national grid that splits the electricity on the left side of the country or the right side of the country. But Texas does it all on its own. Mm-hmm. We decided to have ERCOT run it for us. What ERCOT is really is an organization that takes a whole lot of private uh, generators, build, uh, put them together, aggregate them, and distribute it through our own lines and build the holy hell out of us. Well, during the freeze, we used a lot of electricity, a lot of gas things went down, and it turned out that the grid got overloaded, not because we couldn't handle the performance, but because the, our our state hates regulations hmm. that forces these particular companies to do the right thing. So we froze. Now, what happened? On the day that we started to recover, we decided that even though we have recovered, we are going to allow these this company to continue to pilfer Texans by giving them, by charging them up to $1.9 billion over those two days that they should not have been charged that what the market bears in the amount of electricity generated we spend a lot okay folks i I hope you enjoyed that mashup on el senor greg abbott because you know what greg abbott is trying to get reelected again 
and he thinks he's going to beat Beto O'Rourke. If Beto lays out all those draconian measures that you see our, our good old guy does, if he draws that out, then it is important, it is very important that we point those draconian things out and then we start telling Americans what we are going to do. Texans, in the case of Greg Abbott versus Beto O'Rourke, what we are going to do. Hey, Donna Murphy, I haven't heard from you in a long time, my lady. This is great. Egberto, depth of local issues. Thank you so kindly for, uh, for your comment, Donna, coming from an activist like you. Donna is a, is a neurosurgeon, neuro, a, a great doctor activist. What I love about Donna is that she's a doctor and she didn't forget that activism for the people that matters, which means everybody. She's, in, she's there protecting all of our rights. Hey, Donna Murphy, welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um, Carl Cox. Hey, Peggy, why are you shouting out to Carl Cox? Okay, Eric Hayes says, Beto wants to take your guns away. No, he doesn't want to take your guns away. That is how you are going to promote it. That is how Republicans are going to lie about it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to Beto and I'm going to say, hey, you just make sure to tell people they can have their guns. I will be out there saying how irresponsible the Republican government has been in allowing everybody, Tom, Dick, and Harry, to have guns and become crazies on the streets that are popping caps into people as they drive. Just because the 18 and 19-year-old minds generally are not developed, they can't control a lot of their emotions so often. They get into a car, somebody pulls in front of them, they pull next to them, they got a gun because they can have a gun, and they pop a cap into somebody. How smart is that, my dear brothers and sisters? How smart is that? Come on now. All right, let's see. Peggy Lopez says, please put up an address for Juliana Forlano. Okay, let me put, this is her Twitter address. Uh, Juliana Forlano. There is, that, that is her address at Twitter. Go follow her, folks. Go follow her. And don't forget, while you're there, in case you haven't followed Egberto Willis, Please remember to follow Egberto Willis as well. There's my Twitter address, at Egberto Willis. So, uh, folks, uh, please go ahead. And, you know, for people who are going to be reading this later on, I better put Twitter in front of it. Let's see, at Egberto Willis and at Juliana Forlano. There we go. All right. All right, folks, uh, I have... One other video for you uh, to, to play. This is Egberto's word of the day, draconian. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Daniel, I hope to see you on Saturday on our um, Ask Egberto Anything. Folks, if you don't remember, this Saturday at, at uh, 11 o'clock Central, it's going to be at um, what time? Uh, 11 Central, 12 noon, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 12 noon. 12 noon, of course, that's how it is. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spattering over two time zones now, being here in D.C. and at the same time covering Texas. Uh, you know how that goes, guys. Still still hanging there. By the way, here is the link. There is the link uh, for to go ahead and uh, sign up for politicsandright.com slash Ask Egberto. It's, a, it's for Ask Egberto Anything. I want to see more people there. Last time I think we had six, seven or eight, something like that. I want to see 30, 40, 50 people in our asking Berto so that we can talk and you can and everybody gets to say their piece and nobody's going to be judgmental we're going to say I don't agree with that what but but folks let me just tell you uh let's be let's be cool about it and I think you meant the link for Twitter so let me give the Twitter link uh the, uh I think this is what this is the way they do it okay that is that that is mine and this is Juliana Forlano. Uh, there you go. All right, those are the links. And if, it, if, I, if I made a mistake or screwed up with the typing, you know why. But anyhow, it is time for me to say, hey, folks, please, if you are on YouTube, click that. First of all, the thumbs up button. But not only the thumbs up button, please go ahead and click the join button. Become a part of our posse. 
Make sure that we can get things done. Make sure that I can continue to bring you the content that I bring you. You know I give you several videos every day. You know I also give you good interviews. Not only local, but statewide and national. It's hard work, 16 hours a day. I, I don't have help yet because I can't afford help yet. So please support us. Go and click that, that, uh, that join button on, on the uh, YouTube. Now alternatively, if, you don't, if you're on some other network, Go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can give, su subscribe to our Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Remember, those of you who do our Patreon, uh, you, get a, a, by, you automatically have a gateway into uh, read all of our books online. Uh, please consider also subscribing or rather uh, become, giving us contributions via either PayPal, uh, you can either do it at a one time or you can do it a uh, subscription. A lot of folks have started doing a uh, small subscription every month via PayPal. It's all automatic for you to click that. Com po politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. We have a lot of good stuff at the store. Good hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, some of it designed by you. Politicsandright.com slash store. Politicsandright.com slash store. And of course, don't forget this. Alberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. No, 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 Eric. I am not going to put my face on the mug. I am not going to do that. That's a bit... You know, I once I considered doing it, right? Put the politics on right, I put my face on the mug, and I said, nah... For now, that's a little bit too vain. Maybe if, if enough of you say, hey, Egberto, put your face on a mug under the, the logo, then I'll do it. But other than that, nah, not at all. If enough of you are to say, hey, Egberto, do it, I'll do it. But anyhow, uh, let's see. Uh, Kiminji says the answer is, how do you say that? Kiminjin says the answer definitely is Beto. It is time for Abbott to go. The answer for most issues is at the ballot box. Absolutamente. And Brother Lee Grant, I didn't vote in this primary because of my fault. First of all, I want to just point out it's my fault. I faxed in the, the, the uh, application to get the voter application sent to me. But I didn't read the fine print that said I also had to send it in by mail and it had to be received within four days. My fault. My fault. Oh, put Ashley's name on the mug, face on the mug. That's an idea. I, she's a lot better looking than I am. I am going to put, I am going to put Ashley's face on the mug. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. You're right about that, girlfriend. All right, let's see. Daniel Ledo says, everybody sign up for AEA on Saturday. I have a few surprises planned. Oh, please don't. I, I, I hope you're not going to hurt any of us. Please don't, Daniel Ledo. No, Daniel. Look, come in there to be civil, and I—that's I, 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 all we do. In that's all we do, civil. Even Daniel, Daniel says one time he says some. He said this. No, I didn't say it. He said it. Sometimes his words come across tougher on when he writes it than when he comes on the screen. Because when he comes on the screen, sometimes he gets a little combative, but he's all right. I—I I, I like Daniel. I've been talking to Daniel at every Fourth of July parade that I see him here in Kingwood, Texas. So hey, brother Daniel. Still love you, even though you don't like me calling you brother because you think I'm your enemy. Don't worry, I'm not your enemy. You may be mine, but I'm not your enemy. Anyhow, let's continue. 
Egberta, how would you spin? Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. I don't think, put it this way, I, I, I don't see a problem in having some restrictions on AR-15s, but, you know, uh, you know, I, do you have a problem in, in certain people taking certain drugs? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Peggy Lopez says, put Ashley's face on the mug. Roberto Lewis says, agreed. Ashley on the mug. Oops, it looks like I'm going to have to put Ashley on the mug. You guys, I put Ashley on the mug. You guys better buy the damn thing now because that's how we are going to help fund politics done right. Tom C says, war is hell. Yet the media continues to cover the Ukrainian tragedy as if it were a football game with first one side winning then the other. The truth is only Putin has the nuclear football. That is so true, Tom C. And I wanted to put a... Remember I said earlier when I started the show, I'm, I'm going to play the Mitch McConnell thing tomorrow because I have a soliloquy that I want to deal with beforehand. Because we are... Not we. Um, our U Ukrainian brothers and sisters, they're at war. But in reality, war has come to them. Uh, we have Russia that's blowing the holy crap out of apartment buildings, blowing things up, killing innocent civilians, right? That's a fact. But in the process, because of the sanctions on Russia, because of the volatility, quote-unquote, in the markets, the price of oil is going through the roof. That is our economic system at work. That is our economic system at work. And let me explain what it is trying to tell you. Our economic system says the following. If there is a war, the risk is on you, the people. If there are good times, the risk is on you, people. If we make a lot of money, the risk is on you, people. And let me explain what I really mean here. Why do we have troops all over the world? Why do we have bases all over the world? Why do we have several fleets in every single one of the oceans on this planet to protect the interests of Americans. But whose interests are we really protecting? You know, the average American citizen, if we were an insular community, we would be farming, we would be doing all the things within America like the natives did to have all production local. We could do everything locally. But there were different with, with economic systems, we were able to abstract things. We were able to go ahead and manufacture things here and there and elsewhere. But the spoils from that efficiency, which is, it is true, the spoils from that efficiency never was spread to all of those who created it. In other words, it's efficient to build certain things overseas, but the change in price of those things built overseas, we got to pay a smaller price, but we never partake or partook of the profits from that. It went just to the top. It isn't the billionaires who made the ships. It isn't the billionaires who created the intellect for all these different things. It is all of us. Collectively, we all did it. But in as much as we need a strong military to make sure commerce continues on around this globe, the only ones who pay the price when there is a disruption, the only ones who pay the price when there is a problem are we the people. The corporate structure never pays. Inflation is always their savior. They always make it. They are always ahead. What if they ask us to be patriotic? Oh, be patriotic. You know, remember they used to tell us, go buy war bonds. Go do this. Be patriotic. When do we ask the corporations to be patriotic and not raise the prices 
as they are making record profits. Stop raising the prices on the average American citizen. They are going through hell. They went through the pandemic. They kept your companies alive. Some people died keeping your companies alive. But who do you ask to carry the weight of the war? The weight of the speculations in the oil market. You are asking us to do it. No, you're not asking us to do it. You are forcing us to do it. Because we got to drive to work. Because we got to heat our homes. So you, the corporations, as we look at the stock market, you have profited from the pandemic. As we have had to pay much more for things under the pandemic, you profited. You profited from the technology of, that created the cures for the pandemic that we all paid for and then paid again as you give it to us through taxes. Two different times. Corporations, when are you going to make the sacrifice for America, for the blood of the people, for the blood of the kids who went to Iraq on false pretenses, for the blood of the kids who went to Afghanistan on false premises, for the blood of the kids who went to Granada, Panama, Haiti, and all these places on your behalf to make sure you could get cheap bananas. And I mean that, to get cheap bananas. We have always... The average American citizens have always paid the price for your profits, for your success. When do you as a corporation sacrifice? When do you as a corporation pay the price for what capitalism has rendered, not only in America, but throughout the world? You beg and you ask, you beg and you ask, you beg. No, you don't ask. What am I saying? What am I saying? You beg and you take, you beg and you take. I remember when Mitt Romney said, there are 47% of you that are takers. No. 47% of you don't even make enough money to pay income taxes. You pay every other tax. You can't afford income taxes. You know why? Because you don't pay the people enough. So that they can contribute. I mean, the problem, the, the biggest problem I see, however, is the indoctrination into having us believe that there's something special about you capitalists. There's nothing special about you. You are just parasites. There is absolutely nothing special about a capitalist other than they are the biggest parasites on the planet. You suck the blood out of everybody else we bleed for you when you when the prices go up we pay the prices as we watch you dally around the stock market saying record profits for corporations why because we raised our prices did we really have to well, we're raising our prices because of a supply chain problem how the hell is there a supply chain problem when your prices before the price hike was record profits People, we have to start learning these things on our own. And we have to stop having these people lie to us, pull our legs, or just look at us and say, those stupid people will do whatever we ask. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.